Here we go. Hi. Uh, I have to make sure I do everything here. Okay, episode 23 of the IQ podcast. Today, Eat Your Meats. Snazzy, we're missing your name tag. Do you want to try to fix that? Um, I am missing my name tag. You were right. Uh, And I'm joined by Northern Rush. Nobody needs to know who you are, Snazzy. (laughs) Who are you even? My goodness. Um, Why would anyone need to know that? Northern, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for- Hello, hello for being here it was uh quite a thing this is our first time actually having like kind of a very outside of the podcast group uh guest so you're you've been in iq for a while and you yep. you uh, i think i kind of t- twisted your arm into joining at some point probably a little bit of arm twisting you, but you, you joined, know overall you joined after we started working together yeah, basically, okay. um, me and you started working together, and then, um, you know, shortly after that, you kind of showed me infinite quality, and I thought it was a, you know, at the time, I was like, that's a pretty cool idea, I'll think about it, and then, you know, <laughs> a couple months went by, you kept asking, and I was like, all right, fine, you know what, yeah, <laughs> I didn't let it go. I need playing the long con, really. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you in IQ, and even if you weren't an IQ member, we'd have you on the podcast, and I'd still. Well, I, have, I appreciate the opportunity, and thank you very much for having me this uh, this, this evening. Yeah, you have no idea. How sure. Wonderful it is to have somebody else with a beard on the podcast. Oh, like, oh my! God. <laughs> hey, mine I feel... just never grows right. <laughs> <laughs> mine too. I can't grow a beard. I feel called out. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. We're going to be uh, kind of doing this more like interview style, discussing the things that kind of Rush brings up. We're going to be talking mostly with Rush tonight. Um, so, Rush, um, why don't you give us kind of your general background? Uh, okay. how, did, how did you, you know, get to Twitch? Why Twitch? What would you first start doing all of that? So, Okay. Well, I'm Northern Rush, for those that don't know me. Um I mainly stream For Honor. For Honor is kind of the main category I've been in for the past uh, three and a half years I've been streaming. Um, I first originally started streaming on Xbox, um, like just using a laptop and a capture card in my Xbox. And I was playing For Honor on uh, Xbox for a long time. And then I eventually gained enough support to where I was able to build a PC and I moved to the PC For Honor scene. And that's kind of where I've been since then. I do play other games as well, but For Honor is kind of like... uh, like our main staple around our channel. Like we're mainly focused around, you know, for honor and competitive for honor and stuff like around that. Um, I've been doing this for like three and a half years now. So I've kind of gained a decent following in the for honor category. It's been, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of streamers will tell you, you know, that you don't want to get game locked in one category, but I kind of found that it is a pretty good niche for me. Um, you know, it's a medieval fighting game with Vikings in it. I mean, I, I, it, it kind of just works. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> I know I met Sonny. I met Sonny um, through Jared, actually. Um, the best Jared. Jared. Yeah, the best Jared. Um, I think he actually pointed me in your direction back when I needed some alerts made, like two years ago or something oh, true. like that. I think, yeah, th- that sounds right. You messaged me and, get, right. and I was like, how about we just work on everything always yeah <laughs> yeah I, at the time i had a very like um beginner i guess you could say beginner overlay going on i didn't have a whole lot of stuff on my channel as far as alerts and like 
transitions and cool stuff going on. It was just very, very basic. And Sonny's done a good job to kind of help me out with that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, so you know, full disclosure, we have a business yeah. relationship. Yes. Bas- basically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that, that's good, Rush. I'm, I'm, uh, you started on Xbox. What was that like? Um, you know, it was okay. It was, it was a task, you know, not having a PC to work with made things a little bit, uh, you know, tricky in the technological aspect, you know, a lot of things could go wrong when you're using the capture card and a, a, a laptop and true, you know, a lot of stuff going on, Ooh. but switching from Xbox to PC was more, I noticed more like in game than I did necessarily on stream, like, you know. A lot of my, a lot of our community um, is still around from the Xbox days. Like they were there back then. Um, they've just sort of stuck around, and, and I may not necessarily play with the Xbox scene anymore, but they still hang out and they're still around. So it's not a huge change to me per se, but it's it was still pretty cool. But is it like, the, or is the scene like radically different? Is there's no crossplay or anything like that? Like, uh, no, there is no like... crossplay in For Honor. Um, how is that true? I don't understand that. <laughs> how? Well, because in uh, certain fighting games, um, like for example, there's input latency. In, Rocket League uh, is cr- is basically cross- yes. cross-platform and everything. <laughs> I mean, yes. Talk about latency. Apex Legends, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I mean it. It, it it comes down to milliseconds of uh, time, like like moves in For Honor take literally milliseconds to do. So even the slightest bit of input delay would give you a disadvantage against someone on PC who has maybe got like a decent. That, setup I, that's in true with crossplay for every competitive yeah. game. I feel like no, Ubisoft's sure. just being lazy. Sorry, <laughs> wait, are you pl- you're playing For Honor on PC now? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. PC is uh, my, what my main account is. I do go back to Xbox every once in a while if I have issues on PC or something, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to get too deeply into this, but I think a lot of people have a fear going from like a simple setup, like you started with Xbox. Yep. And so there had to have been something along the way that sort of motivated you to c- make your stream more complicated, more complex overall. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, so was that a struggle for you? I mean, you, you still struggle with tech stuff. We all do, obviously. So, yeah. Um, but now, so just, just to give people the full gamut, I have a lot of, I, I'm going to ask you things I know, right? Yeah. I'm just, for, it's for everyone else. Um, so you've, you've gone from streaming on Xbox and now your setup is, uh, is a PC and you have a stream computer, right? Yeah, I so. now have a two PC setup. Um, <laughs> One of my PCs is where I do all my gaming, and that's where uh, the music and like anything I got to do on my normal PC, that takes place on my gaming PC, but I use a capture card in my streaming PC to broadcast it all. So everything I do on my gaming PC is broadcasted to OBS in my streaming PC and then broadcasted to Twitch. Right. So it frees up a lot more room on my gaming PC. So what, would you consider yourself things. very tech-savvy? No, not at all. Actually, in <laughs> fact, quite the opposite. I, I, I need my handheld with literally everything that goes wrong. So right. So, but you 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 still stream this way pretty successfully, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I think it's uh it may, it frees up a lot of room on my PC for cool alerts and overlays and stuff like that. So I have a lot more like freedom to do that. Where as before, when I was on a one PC setup, you know, I'd try to have some cool alerts come in and they would freeze up because my PC can't do both at the same time. So 
you know, it kind of frees up a little bit of room on your PC. Right. So and, a, go ahead. This is an interesting point to talk about uh, PC versus like one PC or one console with one PC versus two PC setup. Cause I think Northern and myself have a two PC setup. Mm-hmm. Nazi, I don't remember what your setup looks like. We're trying. Single PCs? <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Trying to move on into that sphere because yeah, it, like like uh, Rush said, it's uh, it's it's nice that your alerts don't uh, you know stutter because you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn on a on a 780 Ti or whatever. Right. <laughs> Dang. It adds a yeah. level of complexity, right? And that that can be does. really challenging to set up and like um, test for you know, for issues. Um, but yeah, two PC setup has. Um, it's a pretty positive experience overall, I think. So yeah. when it's working, when, overall, it's, when yeah. it works right, it works really <laughs> nicely. I, I think <laughs> from a technical aspect, two PC is actually probably easier to try to figure out what's wrong because sometimes if it's all on one computer, it's usually software that's bugging things out. And when you separate things out to two computers, uh, it becomes a little more obvious where something is broken. Now that can be it can be more complicated because you've got a lot more cables to deal with. Um, yeah. But also, <laughs> Rush, you're you're using you you have a soundboard as well, right? So I know we yeah, set so that up, which is probably yeah. the thing most streamer most streamers will be like, yeah, a stream computer, I could probably handle that. Um, but a soundboard, they look at and think, oh, scary, super super scary. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is pretty complex. But once you have it set up, it's set up and it makes things a lot easier for controlling volumes on different things like on the fly you don't need to open up an application and drag the slider down on spotify to turn things down you know you just got a little knob you can slide instead and when everything's working right it's it's really comfortable it's com- it, it it's very comfortable but there is the issue of having like tech things go wrong and yeah it adds a little bit of a, a bump in the road if you do have something go wrong you kind of gotta <laughs> decipher what it is but when everything is working great it's very very comfortable to use um just in like everyday streaming situations when you're just trying to go live and um, yeah you know and sound can break no matter what you're using so right windows can break you your go. audio at any point yep. do you do you ever miss it do you, do you ever like oh man i wish i was back on my xbox slash one pc day oh no <laughs> No, never, not really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's never. pretty much, it's a pretty big difference. I mean, the simplicity caps out after a certain point, you know, like you start to have to, once you get a certain amount of CCVs, you really have to consider the quality and the, and what you're offering your group if you want to continue to grow. Right. Yep. And it's kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, writing on caves and stuff like the cavemen used to do. And then they discovered paper. It's kind of like that. It just makes it a little bit better. But it adds a little bit of technical to it. So Yeah, true. True, true. Okay, so what is your biggest struggle with streaming from the beginning? What, and, and you could have overcome this, but um, or it doesn't have to be a current struggle. Can you think back? What, what do you think like was the most difficult thing for you with Twitch or streaming in general? Um, I guess in general, the hardest thing I've found like earlier on was trying to find where I fit. You know what I mean? Like everyone kind of starts streaming with the idea that, hey, I'm just going to play video games on stream and I'm just going to play whatever and it's going to work. Well, it doesn't necessarily work like that when you're just starting out. You kind of have to find a niche. And mm-hmm. I've always been streaming for honor, but I, I used to play a lot more other games, too. I used to stream like Rocket League and Fortnite 
and all sorts <laughs> of other games. Yes, believe it or not, I did used to stream Fortnite. At Same, one point. I, I got you. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean we're I, not going to hold it against you, or right? Snazzy so has I, a Fortnite I, stream coming. I do. Oh, I wouldn't uh, doubt I'm it. Dreading it. <laughs> dreading it. But I found once that I found something that worked for me and that I enjoyed doing because I genuinely enjoy playing For Honor. Even when I'm not streaming, I play For Honor. So it, it it's I'm kind of blessed with that because a lot of people will say you kind of have to earn the right to play your favorite game on stream and make it work. Mm. Like it kind of it takes a little bit of work to get there, but I'm just kind of thankful that I'm able to play the game that I actually enjoy most of all. Right. And make it work for myself but for the longest time i would just stream you know whatever i'd play whatever and i would kind of get frustrated and be like dang i'm not getting any views here like what's what's the issue and then i kind of just thought about it i was like you know maybe i need to lean into the the whole viking fighting game Mm -hmm. persona we can see your Um, screen meets instead of the camera Oh, for Pete's sake. What is going on there? Sorry. <laughs> I was clicking on something and it popped up other stuff. Don't don't mind the uh the, mind the, the literature there. <laughs> but how do you um I mean, obviously, you know, four hundred is your favorite game, but like do you ever get tired of it? Do you ever be like, Oh man, I wish I could do something else, but like Well, I mean the crowd yes. is screaming for honor. <laughs> Yes, yes and no. Um, what I find is that recently I've started to dabble a little bit into like the competitive For Honor scene, and that kind of keeps things interesting rather than just casually playing the game um, to, uh, you know, just play it in matchmaking and just go through the rotations and stuff like that. Like adding a bit of like competitiveness to it and learning the optimal like ways to play and stuff kind of keeps it interesting. And as well as like, I started hosting tournaments once a month, and that kind of keeps things interesting too. Yeah, we'll get to, to like, that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. But like you know, adding different things into the mix to kind of uh, spice up what you're doing, I find that kind of keeps it interesting as well. Would you say you're normally competitive though, or are you normally, or you know, like a? Uh, I use a the casual, term, as it were. I use the term casually competitive because sometimes <laughs> I just don't want to be. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sometimes. Sometimes I just don't feel like playing the super sweaty optimal strats all the time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just like to relax and play the game and just go through it and hang out with people. You know, I, I so I kind of I, I find that it ha- helps to have like a little switch. You know what I mean? Have you That's found a difference in your viewership and community when you're doing more like sweat lobbies versus casual play? Um. Exactly. Not really. Um, it's kind of just two different scenes. You know, there's the people that enjoy For Honor just for the game. And then mm-hmm. there's some people that enjoy For Honor just for the competitiveness. So sometimes when we're doing certain events or something, you know, a certain group of people will show up. And then once the event's over, you know, they'll kind of fade out and they'll come back next time you do the event. But they're, they're more so in for like, you know, one or the other. Sometimes. Sometimes people yeah. like are there for both. So would you say that diversifying, even if it's within the same category, within the same game, diversifying how you approach the game has been helpful for you from a community building standpoint? Um, yeah, it also helps okay. to like do do other things in the game too. Like, um, like for example, I used to I used to do I used to do uh, like Bloodborne and stuff like that too. And I found that like every once in a while, doing like uh, maybe uh, like a sinister run or something where you allow, you know, your chat to invade you at any time, like that kind of adds a little bit of spice to it you know what i mean every once in a while stuff like that um you know just you know adding little bits and things to make it more interesting we went from your biggest struggle to your greatest strength so fast (laughs) 
It's would true. you say there's a is there like certain games that you that you would classify as like easy to cross over into though from For Honor? Yes, like um, other fighting games or Bloodborne or things like that. So like, believe what, it or not, where does the community follow you to? So believe it or not, the Dark Souls community has a lot of people that are also in the For Honor community because they're. I, I'm not surprised. I believe they're, it. <laughs> they're both third person melee style medieval games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One's a one's an RPG. One's a multi multiplayer fighting game. It's they're they're different, but they both kind of blend together sometimes. Um, otherwise, sometimes games like uh, Mordhau or uh, Chivalry, other medieval style fighting games that are not necessarily the, the same style, but stuff like that. I've or like Bannerlord, like stuff that's kind of in the same genre of like medieval. Mm-hmm. I find that th- those kind of games kind of attract the same amount of uh, people. You know, it's funny because I was going to ask. Like, uh, Mordhau seems like a like a definite uh, homage to For Honor a bit, right? Is, yeah, is that something that you guys play a lot? I or used to play Mordhau a bit. I'm really, really bad at it, though. <laughs> so it, it it turns into me getting frustrated a lot. But that's good content sometimes for some people. So some people like that. True. So Northern, you 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 do some um, just chatting type streams as well have you yep. have you found the ability to try to transition between those and sorry um, sunny did i steal your did i steal your transition no you're good <laughs> this is great no um i kind of do those more as like you know just kind of a way to do extra stuff with the community that kind of sets you apart than just the typical you know because mm-hmm. there's lots of for honor streamers and there's lots of call of duty streamers and lots of dark Souls streamers and you know there's lots of different people but once once you know the people have kind of solidified themselves in the community as someone who just uh-oh phone's ringing <laughs> it's not mine oh, so boy. i don't feel too oh, bad boy. about that um once people start to uh sort of just solidify themselves in the community as someone who enjoys you as a content creator mm-hmm. um it's kind of just fun to do stuff like that because people people enjoy coming out to stuff like that you know um I do a lot of IRL stuff sometimes, like in the when it's you know nicer outside. We did like a Renaissance Fair stream where I went to the Renaissance Fair and you know brought my IRL setup for that, and you know that's kind of medieval too. So it kind of attracts the same type of crowd that like to see that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Listen, as I mean, somebody who's in the SCA, I very much appreciate anything medieval. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not Have really. You found... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just cu- uh, asking curiosity questions, right? Have you found a certain approach to those IRL or cooking streams or you know just chatting streams um, to be more beneficial than others? Like, what what's your approach when you do a um, non gaming stream? Um, I mean the the whole point of me doing them isn't necessarily to gain new members of the community. It's mm-hmm. more so just to give the people that are in the community a little something extra to kind of be like, I like it here because he does other stuff like that. Isn't just for honor kind of sets you apart from, you know, the other people that are doing kind of the same thing you are doing. You know what I mean? Similar. (laughs) That's what I was kind of going to ask was you have this, um, anchor for honor. And do you feel like that actually lets you do other things? Like, I think a lot of people think, I can't, I don't want to get game locked, but that might be like the opposite of what's true, right? Because you have, you're locked to For Honor, you can go do like a cooking stream and you can go play Dark Souls. And beca- because you have, you're not, it's not, game lock isn't really real because you're, you feel like, okay, so less people are going to watch me cook. 
but I'll go play For Honor and people will show up for that. So now you're now it's not like really like that scary. Like you know that maybe it'll hurt your partnership application or something like that at some point because your numbers are jumping around a lot from moving around. But if you just do it enough, like a little bit, right? Does it does it make you feel a little more safe because you have For Honor as like your Yeah. Like if I'm really hurting for views, like if which I I personally don't keep my viewer count in front of me ever. I always look at it after stream. So it, it, it helps to know that like I can do other stuff and people will still show up and watch it. And if they don't, then, you know, Oh, well, I'll just go back to playing for honor. But I feel like I've been doing this long enough to the point. Like I have a decent sized community that enjoys me just for me and enjoys seeing stuff like that. Like the cooking streams and like the IRL stuff, like, it's kind of just like an extra bonus to being part of the community, you know? But I was going to ask you, like you said, I mean, obviously, there obviously are other uh, For Honor streamers. I, I honestly personally don't know anyone else who streams For Honor. It's a very small <laughs> category. It, I, You know, it, it looks small, but uh, it's clearly vibrant. How would you say, like, what is your interaction with, uh, you know, some of these other, you know, quote-unquote big For Honor personalities in, in that category? Okay, well... um, See, there's the, the cool thing about the For Honor community is there's people from all over the world. So I find what helps me a lot is I'll, I'll you know, just a simple raid. A simple raid can do a lot for other people. Mm -hmm. um, it helps to meet other people and maybe they come to your stream and you guys like each other. And, you know, you hang out in each other's streams and maybe eventually if you guys are on at the same time, you can collaborate with them and play together. I've done that plenty of times, you know, I'll have... I'll know a specific person streams at the same time I do. So I'll message them like, Hey, do you want to play the game together tonight? And you know, that way both, both people's chat can kind of come together and it kind of just boosts each other. You know what I mean? It's all collaboration. Do you ever have to throw the gauntlet thing. down with somebody and be like, I'm offended by what you said. I need to, I need to fight you in game. <laughs> um, no, but that's mainly because I'd probably lose. <laughs> yeah. so that brings out the concept of do you have to be good at for honor to be a um, good streamer for honor see uh, i kind of uh, you don't have to be good per se you have to be entertaining um so yeah. when i'm it, it depends so i have a i have a competitive for honor team that competes in like the official dominion series ubisoft tournament that for honor actually hosts and whenever you're doing stuff like that, you're going to have people that are coming to the stream to, to watch you do good. And if you don't do good and you make mistakes, they kind of, you know, sometimes they'll tear you apart. But that's only if you want to go the competitive route. If you want to be like just a, you know, typical run of the mill, not typical, I shouldn't say typical. But if you want to just play for honor for playing for honor, you just got to you got to be entertaining, you know. People, if people can go watch somebody play For Honor anywhere, you know what I mean. If they if they want to watch you, you got to give them something to want to watch. You know what I mean. Um, would you say that there's a lot of? Uh, would you say most of your viewers are U.S. viewers, or is there more of a tilt towards someplace else? There's, I mean, it depends on it. it, it yes and no. Um, getting towards like the later periods of the night, so maybe after like nine o'clock my time, it's usually mainly just people from this side of the world. But at the beginning of my streams, when I start the first couple hours, I'll have people from all over the world, people from Europe, people from Africa, people from Australia. Like it's it's kind of just a demographic, you know, medieval stuff kind of appeals to everybody all over the world, mm -hmm. no matter where you are. So it 
it just depends on who's up. But typically, it's usually people from NA, North America, that kind of watch my stream at the time I stream because I kind of stream in the evenings. But yeah, that when can I, be really hard for the European audience for sure. Yeah. When I do stream during the day, though, I find that a lot of my European audience that don't necessarily get to watch the stream that often because I stream at a certain time, they appreciate it a lot more because then they're able to hang out in the stream and like mm -hmm. participate more than they're used to. And do you, uh, I'm assuming you balance it with a, a day job? Like, how is Oh, yeah, I also, work? I do how does also that work a day out? job. Um, it's, you know, it's rough. It's not the most comfortable schedule. At this point, I'm just kind of used to it because I've been doing it for so long. But uh, <laughs> as long as you just kind of set a boundary with yourself to be like, I don't overwork myself in one or the other, it, it's, it's fairly manageable. Um, you know, you got to take a nap after work before stream. You got to take a nap before work after stream. Sometimes you just got to do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's all about knowing your own uh, limits and, yep. and abilities for sure. Right. Exactly. And sometimes reaching those before you know them for sure. Right. <laughs> so Northern, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your community specifically. So For Honor is not a huge category, but it certainly is a, comp a category with some competition. For So for some of our streamers that may be listening in, that are considering, um, you know, sticking with a singular category, specifically about you. What what do you think you've done to help you stand out in your category as a sort of casual slash competitive, but not always one, you know, one specific part of For Honor? How do you stand out? How have you created that community? Well, a couple things. Um, this is going to kind of sound kind of funny, but uh, the beard definitely helps. <laughs> Okay. Um, beard gets clicks. Uh, beards get clicks. It's a it's it's a medieval fighting game with Vikings. Sure. It just kind of works together. Um, other than that, you know, I I do a lot of like uh, like like Friday nights. I'll have people use their channel points to have me play the, to request a certain hero, and then I have to play that hero for a match. And sometimes I have no idea how to play that hero well at all, <laughs> so I'll just make a fool of myself, and people think mm -hmm. it's funny. Um, I've also started hosting tournaments once a month in the Northern Horde Tournament League. That seems to be a, a lot of people like that because Ubisoft's tournaments aren't always broadcasted uh, on Twitch. So having people be able to watch the competitive scene without watching the actual competitive scene, you know what I mean? Like it kind of gives it a, mm -hmm. a variable for people to be interested in. Um, even if they don't compete, they might want to watch people compete but but not might not have the possibility of it and it also allows people that don't normally compete in like the big tournaments to kind of hey i want to dip my toe into the competitive scene a little bit let me let me try one of northern russia's tournaments that he does once a month you know what i mean yeah. it kind of helps with that um and uh you know just doing community events you know, every Friday, like I said, I have the hero choice thing. Sometimes I'll do like streams where I have to duel anybody that wants to duel me, no matter how good they are. <laughs> so having people come by for that kind of helps a little bit too. So finding um, some ways to engage your community uniquely is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, basically, okay. you know, kind of mix it up, kind of set you, you know, just do, do any, I mean, it could be anything really. You could yeah. dress up as somebody on stream for a couple streams and you'd probably end up getting a lot of clicks. Have you done that? Have you dressed up on stream? I have. I've done Viking war paint <laughs> a few times. I've braided my hair. I braid my beard. I put the war paint on. And yeah, it's it's yeah. it's pretty fun. It's usually for like special releases for a new hero or something. I think people will hear this though and they'll think, well, I do that. I played Mario Kart. 
<laughs> right. And uh, so how is what you're talking about mm-hmm. drastically different from somebody who's like, well, I do community stuff. Like once a week I play Mario Kart. You kind of have to find something that your community wants to do. Not a whole lot of people are mm-hmm. able to play Mario Kart or anything like that because maybe not every, you know, maybe not, maybe most people in your community don't have a Nintendo Switch or don't play Mario Kart or whatever it is. You know, if it's a random game that's not really anything to do with what you do, it's kind of hard to like pull people into that when no one's really into that. You know what I mean? Like I, I've tried that too. What you just said is really important. <clears throat> you said if it's not, related to what you're doing like like okay so that's what you kind of have to define first right and this is why choosing a single game to kind of dominate the category create a community around then then you have that thing defined you have this this is what my stream is this is what i'm doing and Mm -hmm. so now it becomes obvious that mario kart is way too foreign from that it's like so too many steps removed to be a community thing. And I think too many streamers approach streaming from the perspective of it's like too abstract, my community. Well, my community likes it when, and it's like, but what are they really gathering there for? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you have 10 viewers, Mm -hmm. they, they could all just be gathering there because they like you, but that's not really the thing that lets you define anything from it. Right. Cause you're going to go be there no matter what you're doing. So those 10 people don't care what you're doing. And so with you, it's very clear that you have this for honor community. And when you do for honor events and do for honor structured, I like the channel point redemption that allows people to duel you or choose like um, your character. These are like very directly related to right. what you're doing. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, as long as it's kind of similar to like, like I said, like, um, uh, like For Honor is a medieval game, so I kind of keep things that are in that same category, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, that sort of helps. Like, I tried the Mario Kart community night once, and it was like, oh. I hyped it up for like two weeks. I was like, all right, next Friday, we're playing uh, Mario Kart. So if you have a Nintendo Switch, come by. I'll be playing with anyone that wants to play. And there was a ton of people watching, but only one person wanted to play. So it was like, well, this isn't exactly a community game night. This is just you guys watching me play something that's completely different. But <laughs> you should say for honor cart. Like if, if you had like the four for honor cart. Like, <laughs> that would probably bring them in. Yeah. That's pretty, <laughs> they'd be, they'd be grinding for that concept, cart too. Right. right. So, so I, I wanted to ask you about like, so you said, you know, you, you, you host events and tournaments once a month. Yep. Um, like how are those like? Like, are, is it just like bragging rights? Do you give out prizes? Like, what's what's the what's the incentive for somebody so, to to show up on a tournament night? Uh, what I do is I usually run I usually run four tournaments a season, like in game season, because mm-hmm. um, they're usually about three or four months long. And what I'll do is I'll I'll run like three preliminary tournaments that are kind of smaller, and you have to get you know you have to get a certain amount of points from those tournaments to make it to the the season finals. And for those preliminary tournaments, I'll give away a small, like, um, a small prize, you know, whether it's in-game currency, whether it's, you know, a hundred bucks for the team of four, so 25 bucks each. Sometimes I'll do that. I'll take it out of my, my, you know, my, uh, my, my Twitch earnings, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it like a little portion of that, just a way to give back to the community, you know what I mean? And then at the end of the season, I'll have like, uh, I'll have like a bigger prize of some kind. I'm actually in the process of trying to get like, Ubisoft to give me steel packs to give away. I just mm-hmm. got to get more 
of a following in that tournament thing first, and that's I was gonna say, of... is, is, like, is Ubisoft like gotten wind of this at all? Have you? Yeah. Have you... No, yeah, I've approached. Them? I've approached them about it. They're just, you know, they're they're kind of in the boat. where like, well, we don't want to give you a bunch of steel and then not have anybody show up. You know what I mean? And then you just keep it. Like they want to, <laughs> they want to make sure people are actually participating before fair, they, fair, I guess, decide to help out like that. So I think we're on the way there, but. Yeah, yeah and definitely... would you say like uh, obviously like you know there's seasons stuff, but how uh, how how viable is the category though? Would you say For Honor's got like a a, a bright shining future ahead of it, or is you know mm-hmm. is I that mean, one thing you you eventually have to move away from? For Honor's, uh, it's 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 got a future ahead of it for sure. Um, it's in year six of the game now, so it's been a while. It's been a a, a thing for a little while now. Um, it's not a huge category on Twitch. It's one of those things where if you want to get into For Honor and like starts like if you want to pick that game or any game for example that has that amount of viewage viewership, you know, because it's got about I don't know if you type in For Honor on Twitch right now, it's probably got like five hundred viewers total in the whole world. So you kind of have to do something to either cement yourself in that makes you stand out, or you have to be really good at the game. And that's just that's just that game in general. But if you were to do anything for that matter. Whether it's uh, you know, Dark Souls. Dark Souls kind of has a smaller viewership too. You kind of have to do something a little bit unique, like um, mm-hmm. you know, certain certain runs or like you know, deathless runs, hitless runs, speed runs, you know, all that stuff. Or you know, maybe if you don't play it all that often, maybe just like doing like a soul level one playthrough or something. But what, what would you say to people who do who would look at that, for example, like For Honor, right, and they would see five hundred viewers and turn their nose up at it and go like well i don't want to be in a category with 500 viewers total like what would, well, what would you say to those people well if they're newer streamers that's what you want to be shooting for mm-hmm. um you kind of want to be shooting i mean that's that's kind of the reason i decided to start streaming it because i was like well no one really streams this game all that much like i started out streaming when i first started streaming i was streaming a lot of for honor rocket league and call of duty blackout and blackout and rocket league both had 50,000 some plus viewers and you know I wasn't getting any views because I'm at the very 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 bottom of the list and no one's going to find me down there but if you pick a game like For Honor where the list isn't that big people scrolling through might see you and be like hey this guy looks interesting because you're not going to be at the very very bottom you're going to be at the bottom maybe but not all the way down the bottom loads when they click on the category (laughs) yeah Yeah. they can see you It's it's right. all about picking uh, based off of streamer and viewer interest, right? right. So yep. thinking about how many people are streaming the game and how many people are viewing the game. And if it looks like based on your average numbers, it's sitting in a place that you're likely to be nearest to the top, that's not a bad place to be. That's right. for sure. But, you know, yeah. that does take some research because you have to consider the time of day that you're streaming, the type of game that you're streaming, and, and what your average viewership tends to look like. Right. So it does take a little bit of thoughtfulness from that perspective. But I think, if you – go ahead. I, I think it's very important that people take from this that it's not a negative thing to go into a smaller category because, right. Right. Rush, you – looked at for honor and said oh there's 500 people watching this category generally like um but that has been your benefit to to your benefit because you've unlocked the partner application correct 
This is true. Yes, I have. I, have, I did set my part. I sent my first partner application in back in December. Um, it did get rejected, but that's okay. They very, very. They rarely, do that. Yeah, that's. They I very rarely like accept you the first time. Anyway. At least a couple times. The, the yeah. first one it's at minimum. A requirement. Play hard to get. Yeah. In my opinion, they're doing it. They reject the first one as like a test on the streamer because if you right. can't handle rejection, you're not going to do well <laughs> in this industry, yeah, right? Exactly. So it's like, yeah. So for the most part, but but still, the 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 point here is is that you started streaming in a category that a lot of people like Snazzy was trying to say would kind of look at and go, I don't, no one watches this. Why would I stream? I don't want to stream in this game. Yeah. Like, why would I, why would I be a streamer in this category? And the, the, exactly that is the exact reason you should be in the category is you can yeah, actually go exactly. in there and be somebody like, right. Right. As a hundred viewers like that, you're going to be like, oh, I, I never want a hundred people watching me because I'm playing this game. Like, well, that's mm -hmm. a great yeah, way to get a hundred people to watch you. <laughs> and it's, kind of it's, it's the idea of the small but dedicated following, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And, and on that back, topic, I was sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say going back to I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, but going back to the whole like game lock thing, I, I do the same thing when I don't play For Honor. Like if I'm gonna play a different game, like if I'm like, all right, I'm taking a day this week to play something else, I'll do the same thing as I'll go into the game category and find something that has a relatively smaller viewer base, and I'll pick something like that that I want to play. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same, you know, it's the same concept. So in, yeah. So, so in that ilk, if if you were to provide advice to other streamers that are thinking about, you know, kind of building a community around a commonality of a game, what be what would be some advice that you would offer those streamers to to help make that more successful? Um, I would say. Do something that makes you stick out when they do when you do get in that list. For me, I don't it's I, I, I'm just blessed with good genetics, so I have a large beard and people, you know, they go yeah, they go scrolling through and they're like, Hey, this guy's got a beard. Click. So you're saying buy fake beards if you can't grow. Fake beards, got it. <laughs> that or something. Maybe I don't know. You know, get, make yourself stand out somewhat. Um, even if it's just a little bit, you know, maybe That's you click have a, clickability, right? Something yeah, that'll make someone click on your thumbnail. And then that's actually that was the question I was going to ask is like, uh, what what are some things that you do visually to stand out? Uh, uh, well, from, from everyone. Well, Besides first of all, you're going to have to have a. I mean, I I know some people are going to disagree, but you you have to have a webcam. Um, if you want to if you want to attract people to that kind of category right away, because they're going to pick yeah, just browsers. Yeah. Most of the time, someone browsing the category is going to choose somebody with a webcam over you just that's just kind of how it goes it's not necessarily true for everybody but general rule of thumb you kind of want a, a webcam that's gonna that looks at least somewhat decent you don't need to have like a, a go xlr or anything like that to make yourself go, you know you, you you can you know have a normal webcam but something like that would help um and then stickiness i know it's something we talk about in here but once they get in there and they're watching your stream do stuff that makes them want to stick around and come back you know what i mean minimize dead air um you know have a good audio setup so it doesn't hurt their ears immediately upon entering your stream because <laughs> that's one thing that i know what? if i go into a stream if i go into a stream and there's like a kid yelling in the background or something i'm out i'm out right away yeah. that's just me it sounds like <laughs> they're talking through a tin can yeah oh yeah their microphone sounds bad or something you know yeah. stuff like that you know you gotta just you gotta go back and watch your vods and 
think to yourself, would I watch this stream? You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. I find stuff like that helps. Yep. So like, obviously, you know, you have a lot of cool stuff going on behind you. Would you say like that's by design or just because you're, you don't like green screens? Um, well, all this stuff over here is actually stuff that's been sent to me from my community. Well, not everything, but most of the stuff back here is stuff that's been sent to me by the community or stuff that I've had on as a prop at one point, like the monkey mask back there. I used to put that on for channel points, <laughs> but I you know, and, and, you know, it, it helps to have a good, you know, if you're not going to use a green screen, if you're going to use, you know, just your room like this, have stuff in the background that looks kind of cool, you know, take your trinkets out and like, you know, you got. I know Snazzy, you do Gundam, you know, put the Gundams out or something, you know. Oh, I wish. Oh, if I had like, room. I was going to use a green screen, at, green screen at one point, and I asked the community at one point, would you guys prefer me to use a green screen, or do you guys like the room setup? And people told me they thought the room was a lot more homey, more wholesome. It mm -hmm. kind of made you feel like you were actually seeing the streamer's life instead of just a face in the corner of the screen, you know, but... That's to each their own, you know. Most yeah. some people like the green screen. I, I like green screens too. I, I'll probably use one at some point, but there's definitely positive and negative to the green yeah. screen for exactly. sure. And if if you have that kind of well, I feel like um, from what I've seen, if you have some, some of that welcoming atmosphere, if you have a background that can exemplify that sensation, it's not bad to have. But you know, some people that have like the full webcam that have like you know a towel. <laughs> and a couch behind them right it's like you should probably get a green screen if that's going to be your background it's all about exactly. what you can present forwardly and i do think that uh people respond positively to a green screen with a like kind of an interesting background or sorry non-green screen with an interesting background versus you know uh kind of a dull background with green screen but it's definitely right. um there's positives and negatives to both for sure I was yeah, going to say, I'm pretty sure Sonny's Garfield is, like, getting closer without physical like... <laughs> Those glowing eyes, they yeah, creep yeah. me out, frankly. <laughs> Staring into my soul. <laughs> yeah, um, we've talked about this a lot on the Friday show where um, I kind of try to help people with their streams and tech stuff on the, on the IQ channel. And some of this is always being brought up, like, you... you you want to put some thought into the it, it, your room sends a message, and right. so like looking at your your camera rush, we can see like there's a sword, there's banners, there's a guitar, right? Which we haven't even got into into like you're a part of a band, right? Yep. So you're a vocalist. Yep, I uh, do vocals in the band Tartarus. So if anybody wants to check that out, there's a link in your panels. Um, yeah, and everybody, please go check out Northern Rush's stream. Um, I'm sure he'd be happy to discuss things with you over there and talk to you about all this stuff as well on his channel. So, but yeah, your, your room says a lot. <laughs> there's sorry, there's no shout out command, <laughs> Snazzy. Hey, come on, one day, yeah. one day. Why? We we brought this up a few times already. Yes, one day. Uh, all right. So anyway, because it's most people are listening to this on Spotify, so it's like That's true. yeah. Um, and, and pretty much everybody in chat, they are, they already know Nor Rush. Like they, they, it's very, so we will, no, we will get there. We will get there. It's okay. Useful. So, but yes. Um, if you're, um, yeah, if you're seeing this on video, Rush has got, uh, uh, his room sends a message. Uh, you've got like a, you know, all this stuff to look at. That's not you. Um, right. and th it's all very visible even when you're playing a game. So I'd say, 
Um, I always tell people, just think about it. Like, what what does your room say about you? What you know, it, it could be, it could literally be as silly as like, is your bed not made behind you? Like these things have <laughs> play a a weird role, right? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, like I I go I go and like make sure my controllers aren't like cro- crooked and stuff like <laughs> like I, you know put i put led lights on in my room so that it's not just like a dark room and nothing's going on yeah because um, you may be used you may be used to your room set up but somebody else coming into your stream for the first time sees your room and it's probably going to make a big it, it, it's probably going to make a big impact on what they think about you right away i mean mm-hmm. it's even if it's stuff that you see every day they'll be like whoa cool he's got a sword back there you know he's got a Dungeons and Dragons, big dice over there or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it, it, it can also spark up conversation too. Like people be like, hey, what's that thing back there? And then you can kind of pull it out and show mm-hmm. them and talk mm-hmm. about it. Talk about the person that sent it to you and, you know, what it means to you and that sort of thing. Like it's, it has, you know, it has a few benefits. True. So if and, you could, um, st- you have one more snazzy? I was actually going to ask like, uh, because we, we touched upon, uh, you know, you're being a vocalist and such. Do you bring that into stream ever? Do you bring... Your music, your band, maybe other music. You know, do you um, do you flex that vocal talent on stream? Uh, a little bit. So I have a stream playlist, and like all the music I play on my stream playlist is like you know DMCA, you know DMCA safe, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's usually like independent artists, and like I'll listen to a lot of metal on my stream. You know, we we have kind of like two playlists. We have one that's kind of just like battle ambience music, and then one that's sort of like you know actual music that people listen to, um, and. I'm going to start doing this, but I'm going to start recording vocals for my band on stream because now I have an actual like audio setup that would be viable to record vocals on. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start incorporating them together. But yeah, you know, you sort of just talk about it. Talk about your band. I have my my band's music is on my playlist. So like if people hear it, they're like, hey, is this your band? Because it always has the song title (laughs) at the bottom left, you know. And Yeah. yeah. So it kind of, you know, you kind of have to you kind of have to bring it into there yourself. You can't just expect people to look at your panels and be like, oh, cool. I'm very interested in that. You kind of have to <laughs> tell them about it to make them interested. You know what I mean? I think there's definitely a benefit for incorporating some of your quirks or talents into your stream community. You know, whether it's like having Dungeons and Dragons dragons or right. <laughs> sculptures that you've done, art pieces that you've done, music that you've made uh, you know, animations that you've created, clips that you've, uh, you know, um, curated. I think it's good to have that sort of authenticity or that, um, you know, personal touch to it that helps you stand out a little bit, right? Because it brings a humanistic aspect into you as an individual. So you're not just playing a game, you're playing a game as a human with interests outside of that, like, singular thing. And I think that's what a lot of streamers sometimes struggle with is like getting those blinders on of like, well, I play X and that is what I do. I'm an X player, but it's like, but people want to know you as a person by and large. Right. So think, doing things like incorporating that is really helpful. I, I think. think some people are afraid of who they are sometimes too. And they'll like yeah. be afraid. They'll, they'll have certain hobbies and they don't want to talk about them because maybe they're embarrassed of them or they're just not like, too outspoken about what they're mm-hmm. interested in but i feel like a lot of people um you know a lot of people should you know embrace that more like that that's what causes people to be interested in you over the game you're playing yeah. you know what i mean yeah. the kind likelihood like, you're gonna have a, a hobby or an interest that like nobody else has is pretty low right you'll have those <laughs> people that kind of come out of the closet like hey i like xyz too oh yes definitely what? <laughs> even you know, people that like are just looking 
Yeah, yeah people absolutely. will just be lurking in your chat, and they, they don't really, they might not type in your chat all that much. But if you start talking about you know Warhammer or something, and they're like, "Hey, I love Warhammer," you know, you might you you might make a new friend that way. That's actually you know, like, yeah, that's a great that's a great way to get engagement is to talk about the things that you like to talk about. Right, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say, have you converted anyone to For Honor? Like somebody who maybe wasn't there for that and like knows you some other way, and you've got yes, actually into the game. Yeah, actually. Um, Skeleton Man, shout out to Skeleton Man. He he raided me one time when I was playing For Honor, and a few of uh, people that were watching his stream have came back to the stream and be like, "Hey, just so you know, you've got me into For Honor. This game's pretty cool. <laughs> like it's happened, it's awesome. happened plenty of times, and I'm always it always makes me smile because For Honor is kind of a smaller game. Like mm-hmm. there's it's there's not a whole lot of people that play it. Like it's a pretty small player base, and you know it's kind of got this niche community that is just kind of memey, and everyone kind of knows each other. <laughs> So it helps to like bring more people into the fold that way. Cool. All right. So if you could do anything from like start out, start your stream from the beginning, what would you change? Mm. What would you do? Um, day one, what day would be one. different? <laughs> day one, I would probably not stream from my apartment with my air conditioning on from my couch with no, with no filters on my microphone. We all got to start okay. somewhere, right? So <laughs> you, you would start your stream with better audio. That would be would, the thing. Well, that not would... just to reiterate on that, I guess not just better audio. I wish I would have paid more attention to what my stream looked and sounded like mm-hmm. when I first started over just doing it. Because, you know, you first start, you're like, I want to play video games on the internet and I want people to watch me. Well, you kind of just start the stream and then like, all right, now I'm playing my game. Now people are going to watch me, right? Well, no. <laughs> you, have to, like, make sure, you have to make sure everything sounds good. And like my what? first couple months of streaming, like I used to have this really big AC box right in my apartment <laughs> in the living room. And I used to stream from the living room on the couch and I would turn the AC up all the way. And then I would never go back and watch the VODs or anything. And when I finally did, I was like, I can't even hear myself talk. All I can hear is the AC unit. <laughs> so I wish, you know, I would have changed that. That would have been that would have been something good to change right away. I feel like quality testing. And I think yeah. that's something that we all are kind of uncomfortable doing, at least at first. But it's super important. You know, you we don't want to go back and watch ourselves or listen right. to ourselves. But it's so important. Um, your voice eventually starts. Yeah. Your voice eventually starts being less cringe to you. Yeah. When you, when you first start, like, oh, I hate my voice. I don't want to listen to myself. I don't. <laughs> you all went through that. this with me with the soundboard. Yeah, I really hope that's the Stop case. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you all said, I don't want to hear myself on the soundboard, and you're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. True. <laughs> See, that's one big thing I'd change. Um, I guess. The other thing I would change too is I would not stream because I used to stream every single day, mm. like Sunday through Sunday, every day I'd stream. Mm-hmm. And like I would just stream for like eight hours a day. Like the streams were terrible sounding, like I just mentioned. And like I wasn't retaining any viewership. Like I'd get like two viewers that that's hung out all day. And I'd be like, yeah, that's good enough for now, whatever. And, you know, maybe it is to some people, but it, it, it's not like a good way to grow to just stream all mm-hmm. the time. You know, you got to have days off. You got to give yourself rest and take days to like do things for your stream other than stream. You know What's what I mean? your like, opinion on uh, how long someone should stream? 
What would, what would you uh, say is a good length for a stream, if, 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 if I'm grilling you? Uh, I guess that really depends on what the context is. If it's just a normal day, like you're just doing a normal stream, I guess uh, it, it all depends on, you, on like what you're comfortable doing without getting burnt mm -hmm. out. For me, yeah. I usually stream like in between four to six hours, Monday through Friday. On Fridays, sometimes I'll go pretty late in the night if it's like a Friday night and I've got anything going on the next day. You know, maybe I'll do like a seven or eight hour stream. But if you're doing like a, you know, if you're doing like a 12 hour charity event or something, that's okay too. If, it, if it's not every day or a do 24 ever, hour stream. Uh, do you ever um, consider your timing of streams based on when other streamers that are similar to you transition off? Um... No, not really. I know okay. some people do. Um, yeah. I kind of just stream because this is the only time I really have. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of us are in that position. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. this is the only time I'm available to do things at my computer because um, otherwise I have my day job. But I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes some people do that, uh, especially if you're like in like a streaming like team or community where you're like, OK, I know this person's going to get off at this time. Right. Um, maybe if I start my stream at this time, they'll raid me when they're over. Like some, some yeah. people think that way. And I've done that before with like, um, maybe there's drops going on with for honor. And I know some person's been streaming. They started their stream at noon. I'm starting mine at seven. They're probably going to end around that time, you know, kind of mm -hmm. overlap. Like you can kind of work that out, but me personally, I don't really do it a whole lot. Right. Yep. That's where it, most most of us just have to hope and have that it's luck. You know, we get yeah. luck on our side. I'm gonna go live there when are, I go live, and hopefully it works. There are good like golden hours for for some streamers in certain categories. Like I know a lot of people think that um, like during the day is the golden time to stream. Like when people are at work and school and stuff and are on their phones and whatnot. That's I feel like that's one good time, but I also feel like really late at night. Like after like midnight is the kind is kind of a good time too for certain categories. Yes, I think that has to do as someone who streams late night. Um, I think that has to do a little bit with uh, you know availability of other streamers to some degree. Yep. Um, sure. You know, so you lose you lose a certain group of audience, right? So there's less people from like Europe and you know the UK and in those types of areas. But there's also less people streaming. That's why, actually, I find Saturday night streams actually do fairly well for me, especially around that midnight hour, because a lot of full-time streamers take weekends off. Right. Um, so really thinking about who your audience is and when it works well for you and realizing that there's opportunities everywhere, mm -hmm. I think yeah. is really important. Yep. Yeah, I've noticed when I stream at like past midnight, there's a lot of EU people that are just waking up that are kind of mm -hmm. like, hey, there's no one streaming right now in, in my time. Exactly. So they start scraping the barrel and you might be at the bottom of that barrel, but they're scraping yeah. you <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> if you just keep degenerate hours, you will find those Europeans waking up. For oh sure. yeah, and and you'll have the people that are streaming. You know the the uh, Pacific time that's like seven to to eleven or something, and they'll raid into you. You know that that hour or that time of day. You know you'll get a lot of people that potentially can raid you. I find if I if I stream later than usual, I end up being stuck because I end up getting a bunch of raids from people that are finishing. Yeah, yeah it happens <laughs> to me. Like, ah. It happens to me at least at least once a week. I'll be just getting ready to sign off and I'll get a huge raid and it's like, all right, all right, we'll stay Where on for another hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it happens. You know, 
but that, that can also... be definitely a challenge from a balance perspective yeah. because like you northern you know i have a full-time day job i think a lot of us have uh mm-hmm. secondary jobs you know and trying to balance family and and other responsibilities with the but if i stream till two o'clock in the morning eastern <laughs> standard then I'm more likely to get raids, but then I yeah. only get four hours of sleep. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes, yeah so. that, that comes into the whole like balancing your life thing. Like if you can afford, you know, if you can afford the time to give the people mm-hmm. that come in with the raid, the little, uh, the little bit of content they, that might, that might make them follow. If that's worth it to you, then, you know, totally do it. But if it's something so what's, that's what's your like, approach you about back. that, T- tell me about how you, how, how you handle days like that, where you're, um, you know, you're coming, you're winding down potentially, but you're getting these raids and, and you're getting some hype. How, how do you manage that to try to keep people, but be conscientious of your own time? So I have a general cutoff time. Like I, I'm like, even no matter what, I don't care if I got raided by Ninja at, at, <laughs> at, at this time. I have to at least I'll I'll give them like twenty more minutes and I'm like if if someone mm-hmm. raids me like as I'm like about to get off or like mm-hmm. getting close to that time, I'll kind of mention it like hey hey we're just wrapping up our night thanks for joining us uh, we're gonna do a couple more matches here but it's been a pleasure we're actually reaching the end of our night but if you guys want to stick around you know I stream Monday through Friday you know kind of talk about that sort of a little bit yeah and most people will appreciate the genuine honesty you know what I mean they're like all right that makes sense. This guy's like hyping up future streams. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. I think in general, everyone should do what you just suggested and just like take care of themselves first. That's so much easier said than done, though. I know. You know, there are some nights where where it's just so hard because like you're like, oh my God, I'm at a hundred or two hundred and you know, I'm gonna turn this off and now I'm gonna have twenty when I come back. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, this big person just raided me. Bye. You know, it's yeah. a very hard <laughs> mindset but people, to, to manage. People in general like will respect your schedule and your needs sure. and all of that. And if they don't, then forget them. I mean, I had people I, – I had – at one point, I had somebody raid me, and I had to go to the bathroom. Like, I had to pee so badly. And it had been, like, an hour I'd been holding it. It was, like, way too long. Unhealthy status. It was, like, I had, I had like, I was at my limit. You know, I was really at my limit. And I, I'm, like, I, I have to, I guess, got raided by, like, somebody who raided me with, like, 300 viewers. And I was, like, I'm so sorry. I have to go to the bathroom. Enjoy my BRB screen. (laughs) Right. And then people in my community were like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And I'm like, you don't understand. It was an emergency. (laughs) You don't understand. I had to pee really Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And they're like, I don't care. And I'm like, well, then you can go. Right. You just tell them that peeing your pants is against TOS. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Is it though? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Is it? I do that every night. It's not happening right now. Yeah, it's against your, the rules of health. Don't do that to you, yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Help. <laughs> so. One thing I'll do too, um, if like this is another thing that happens sometimes, I'm mid searching for somebody to raid and I will get raided by a large amount. So what I'll do is if oh, I'm like literally nice. ending stream and I'm searching for someone to raid, I will hype up the person that I'm about to raid mm-hmm. so that the, the raid that just came in goes to the next raid and they're kind of, you know, excited about it somewhat because i just hyped it up a little bit you know what yeah. i mean that that's the creation well, of the raidception if you yeah will. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the raid it's totally raid. acceptable it's totally acceptable it I, happens pretty frequently actually yeah mm-hmm. yeah people end at the same time near the same yeah, yeah. so it's oh. just what's gonna happen but 
Rush, uh, I want to thank you for joining us today again. Everybody, please check out Rush um, on his channel while he's live. It's been a pleasure talking with you about this stuff. We'll probably have you on again in the future at some point for other yeah, things. Um, it's a pleasure so, being here. Thank you very much for having me. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, we don't really need any summary thoughts or anything. We should just wrap this up because it's been quite a long episode as it is. So yeah. um, I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that um, you can check out Snazzy and Eat Your Meats on their channels. I also stream music a few days a week on my channel. And you can always join us on infinitequality.live if you want to join our community. Um, we kind of have a weird thing. Uh, our We have a Twitch team, but we're really more just a group of streamers trying to troubleshoot and help each other and figure things out so that's the show thank you so much thank you very much have a good one everybody go ahead go ahead <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs> thank you so much for watching have a wonderful evening bye now goodbye <laughs>